1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. As Christians, we are blessed with believing Abraham, but we are blessed to be a blessing. Now, if you turn in upon yourself with self-indulgence, then your blessings will become like rotten fruit. J.B. Rockefeller, who was the first billionaire, for years ate crackers and drank milk because he had stomach troubles due to worrying about his wealth. He had a problem sleeping and had guards to protect him and his wealth. Then he started sharing his wealth with the needy and his health improved dramatically. The Dead Sea is the lowest point on the earth, but it is dead. And it's dead because it has an inlet but no outlet. Its concentration of salt is so intense that nothing can live there. God created us with an inlet to receive the abundance of his blessings, but also with an outlet to share his love and blessings with others. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: And thanks for joining us. It's Phil here along with author and pastor Ken Legg. And this week, the blessing of Abraham. Fascinating subject. And yesterday, Ken mentioned that the word blessing uh, means to be blessed in all areas. Of course, that includes
1: spiritually. Now, Ken, would you agree that that's the most important area where we need God's blessing? Yes. Paul says that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. Now, what does that really mean? Well, after Abraham rescued Lot, you remember, God came to him and said, I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. You think about that. God is our great reward. Now, in what way is he our reward? In what way are we rewarded by our relationship with him? Well, I believe that our spiritual reward or blessing under the new covenant is the fact that we can enjoy intimacy with God. There is no veil like the old covenant in the new covenant. And that's illustrated in the life of Abraham. Let's just look at that for a moment, Phil. Uh, Some of our listeners may be familiar with the passage in Genesis 18 and 19 when God and two angels came down to earth and came to Abraham and actually had a meal with him. I don't know if you remember that story, but Mm, people often ask, how could they do that? How could God and angels assume human bodies and eat food and so on? Well, quite frankly, they're asking the wrong question. (laughs) What they should be asking is, hey, what does all this mean? And I think it's a beautiful illustration of the fact that God wants to fellowship with us. Emmanuel, you know, God with us. Uh, When we have a meal with someone, feel that indicates intimacy, fellowship, closeness, that we're really wanting to get to know them. Uh, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and uh, if anyone hears my voice, opens up, I will come into him and will sup with him.
0: It's amazing how we often think on the how, but the why is so much more important. And it's quite amazing to think that God himself would come down in human form, have a meal with Abraham, Have intimate fellowship with him, you know, just like a couple of mates coming around for dinner, you
1: know, good friends. Uh, The Bible actually calls Abraham the friend of God, doesn't it? Yes, and uh, Jesus said to his disciples, He said, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I've heard from my father, I've made known to you. So that's the definition of a friend. It's uh, someone that you're intimate with and you share your secrets with. Now, let's get back to that passage and see how that really happened in the life of Abraham. Uh, God spoke to Abraham at that time about two things. Number one, what was on Abraham's heart. And then secondly, he shared with Abraham what was on his heart. So the first thing is he knew what was on Abraham's heart. Of course, that was the fact that Abraham still hadn't had that promised son, and time was dragging on, and it mm. looked so so impossible now. God knew that this was upon Abraham's heart. And he, he talked to Abraham about it. He said, about this time next year, you're going to have that son. So that was the first thing. But then secondly, he begins to share with Abraham his heart. And he was about to come down and bring judgment upon Sodom and Gomorrah because their sin had ascended before him. And so he begins to bring Abraham into his council and and shares with him uh, what he's going to do. Now, that's intimacy. And I think we enjoy that when we have prayer with God. We we know that God comes to us and he's really concerned about what's on our heart, first of all. Mm -hmm. But then secondly, he begins to share his heart. And, you know, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And we begin to get revelation of what God is going to do and what he wants to do. And we get led by the spirit and so on. So that's what a friend is. You know, a a servant mentality keeps us from that kind of intimacy. But... But we're friends. Now, another character in the Old Testament field that was called a friend of God was Moses. And you may remember that the psalmist says that God made known his ways to Moses, but his acts to the children of Israel. Mm. So the children of Israel saw God working. They saw miracles, in fact. But they were never closer to God at the end of 40 years in the desert than Moses was. You know, Moses knew the ways of God. And, and that's what a friend is. is someone who uh, enjoys this intimacy with God. Pretty interesting to look at
0: Abraham and Moses and the way they interceded. You know, Abraham went into bat for uh, for Lot, and that was a very interesting discussion. You know, would you save the place if there was 50, 40, 30, yeah. 20, 10? You know? um, and, uh, and Moses the same uh, when he learned about the golden calf and uh, interceded on behalf of the people. Um, that's really what it's about, isn't it? This intercession, praying for someone else in in their situation.
1: Yeah, the the word intercede actually, Phil, is made up of two Latin words, inter, which means between, of course, and cedra, which is to go. So the word intercession means to go between, to intervene or to mediate between two parties. So intercession, we could say, involves three parties, uh, the intercessor, the one interceded for, and the one interceded to. But the thing that we need to understand about intercession is that it begins with God, not us. And and this is what we see here. It was God who initiated it. Intercession is not finding something that needs doing or praying about and then getting God to do it. <laughs> it's rather to take on God's burden and his vision and praying it through. Mm. So so prayer in that sense or intercession is a divine circuit which God takes us into his counsel and God talks to God through man. I know it sounds a bit weird, but it begins with God. He works through us, and it returns to God. You know, Paul says that the Spirit also helps in our weakness because we don't know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I guess if Abraham had this
0: privilege, we do too, because as you said, Jesus said we would be his friends.
1: Yeah, but you know, Phil, the amazing thing is that that's the only time that we're called the friends of God or the friends of Jesus. And I think there's a reason for that because there's something that is even more intimate than friends, and that's that of sons of God. And, and we're mm. sons of God. Now, I don't know if you know that passage, or you do know it. You'll be familiar with that passage where Jesus was teaching on prayer. And he said, you know, if you've got a friend who needs some bread at midnight, you know, and he's banging on the door. And says, "Open up! I've got some friends come to stay, and I need some bread." Blah blah blah. And the the guy inside the house says, "No, go away! I, I, I'm in bed, and you know all the all the family are asleep. Go away!" Mm. But he keeps banging on the door, and in the end, you know he reluctantly <laughs> gets up and gives him the bread. Now, I was taught in the early days of my Christian life is that's what prayer is like. If you just keep thumping on God's door, eventually He'll give in. Just keep you know just keep worrying Him, give Him no rest, and all that sort of thing. But actually, that, when I look at it, it's not what He's saying. Because he's saying that that's the relationship a friend might have. But we're not friends. Before that he says, When you pray, say our Father. Mm. We're sons of God. And and if you look at this parable, where were the sons of God? Well sorry, where were the sons of that man? Where were the children? He said, They're with me in bed. They're inside the house. They can have bread at any time. They can go to the cupboard, they can go to the 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 pantry or whatever we call it. Um, They didn't have fridges in those days, but they can go to wherever the food is and just help themselves. They're not outside banging on the door, pleading for something that they've got to get access to. Mm -hmm. They've already got access to it. Then after that parable, straight afterwards, he says this. He says, So I say to you, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you'll find. uh, uh, Knock and it shall be opened to you. If a son asks for bread from his father among you. Will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? No, of course you not. Now, if we're like that with our children, how much more will our heavenly father hear us? So there's something more intimate than even being a friend of God, and that is being sons of God. And I guess when you understand that, your view of God actually changes. That's right. I mean, we're not friends asking for a favor. We're sons in the family, enjoying the privileges.
0: It's a look at the blessing of Abraham this week and we'll continue our conversation tomorrow. Do join us. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book New Covenant, New Glory, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.